Hello, and welcome to episode 215 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week uh, was a big week for the Jund family. Absolutely. So The Jund uh, father. The Jund father uh, himself uh, won the PT, and we're going to talk about some PT stuff. Also, we talked about it on the pre-show, but I'm going to get in here. Uh, James is now Master James, Lord of the Volkswagens. <laughs> He, well, thank you. I he, appreciate it. He passed his <laughs> test to be a master technician now. Yep. Got nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. He, got su- evidently, I got super stressed out for nothing. It was ver- a very stressful week, but I crushed the test and got through it. So, But the two, the two people I most associate with Jund uh, reached career milestones <laughs> this week or that last week. So that is that is pretty good. <laughs> Good good week for the Jund family. Good week for the Jund family. Yeah. Jund, Jund father and Jund uncle, I guess. Sure. Yeah. The, the but you have the Jund better uncle, beard, of course. <laughs> the well, better beard. I mean, Jund father doesn't have a beard, so. This is true. Um, <laughs> does have the epic bowl cut, though. He does. He does. He got yeah. that haircut when he was like 12. It was just like, I'm done. Yep. This is it. This is it. It doesn't this get is, any better than this. This is all I got. Yeah, peak um, perfection. Yeah. Hair perfection. We are done. Um, so we're going to talk about the PT, maybe uh, cards found in the trash. Yeah, if we have time to get to it. Uh, and all that it's stuff. Nothing super important, just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you have any show ideas, any anything that you want us to talk about or you want to get in touch with us, uh, all of our social media links and stuff are in the description, so check those out and say hi. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys, so reach out however is most convenient for you, and we'll uh, we'll get back to you. We love hearing from you guys. It uh, kind of gives us drive to keep going, so reach out. Let us know what you're thinking, if there's anything in particular you want to talk about, if there's anything you want to get off your chest. All the links are down below, like Brian said. Um if you want to do more than reach out, there's a couple different ways where you can support the show. Uh, the first is with our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. If you follow that link, uh, anything you purchase after heading on over to TCG player, will get a cut of to help keep the show going. It doesn't cost you guys anything, and TCG player usually has the best, play- best prices around anyway, so it's a win-win. You get cheap cardboard, and we get uh, a little little cut to help keep help keep the show going pay our bills Um, if you guys appreciate what we do and you want to support us directly uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard mtg we're uh 215 episodes in right and i think whenever i hear from a new listener they're always like oh i'm so deep in the catalog i'm just listening to all the episodes that's uh that's a lot of us talking a very very large amount Roughly an hour and a half an episode times 215. That's that's a lot of listening. You might Hopefully. be able to watch all of One Piece. <laughs> well, hopefully, if uh, you enjoyed even a part of that, um, you'll appreciate all the work that we put into the show and you'll want to give back. And you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. You can chip a couple bucks in whatever like you feel is appropriate for the amount of entertainment or information that you get from us and uh in return you'll get put on my mailing list 
for when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys. Uh, probably in the next couple weeks, I'll get some more givebacks together to send out. You also get access to our pre-show, which is just kind of two buddies catching up because we don't see each other nearly as often as we used to. Um, also making sure that all our equipment works because we're old and have a hard time with technology. Sometimes that just breaks and we have to fix it before the show starts. Um, but if that sounds good to you, like I said, chip in, support the show. We would really appreciate it. Uh, we also have our YouTube channel. Don't forget about our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. You can watch a video version of this podcast every Thursday on the YouTube channel. Brian also does usually limited content, uh, but might start doing a little bit of constructed stuff here and there. Uh, that comes out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I do Tomfoolery Tuesdays for Tuesday's video, where I play whatever I feel like playing. Usually it's nothing super competitive. And lately it's been Historic Brawl. There's a, It seems like a lot of the feedback I've been getting is people really enjoying the Historic Brawl stuff, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, but make sure you go over to YouTube and check us out. Please. Yeah. Gotta get monetized one of these days. Need a thousand subs. Yeah, we only need like 800 more. <laughs> there we go. Uh, are we at 200? Uh, we were, I don't know, 140 the last I checked like, oh, man. a few months ago, I think. Man, all right. It was better than I thought. All right, we're, we're doing this. Uh, so we're going to talk about the... Um, oh, we have 122. 122? Yeah. So we're going to talk about the PT. We're going to talk a little about the metagame. Uh, Frank Carson sent out like a breakdown of like all the win rates for the mm -hmm. different decks to kind of like, this is what you used to get to do every week. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, this is what we started the show doing. Yeah. And, but first I wanted to kind of talk vibes. Yeah. So... We've talked about the lack of like high level magic mm -hmm. and the lack of um, kind of desire to watch what they try to pass off as high level magic. Right. And um, I think I watched more of this event than any other event in the last two years. Yeah, maybe the, the when Utah won the world championship, mm -hmm. I watched a decent amount of that. Uh, but um, I, uh, I think I had this on all weekend. I I think it, it they made some interesting decisions for coverage. Okay. Uh, but like I didn't watch any of it. I was uh often. Volkswagen land doing whatever, so you got to fill me in. Okay, here. so um, first the PT was much smaller than they used to be. It was like two hundred okay. and something people, as opposed to oh, being like four way, or five hundred. Smaller, yeah. So it was significantly smaller. Um, which, from a like I'm at home watching this point of view, didn't really change anything for me. Right. Um. Something that they did that I didn't notice until I listened to the Arena Decklist podcast and they brought it up is they did the coverage arena style where they had uh, most of the time, 
think about all the coverage you've ever watched. Mm-hmm. There's a player on the left and a player on the right, correct? Yes. There's a player on the top and a player on the bottom. Oh, really? Yep. And Jerry mentioned it, and I went, oh, my God, you're right. It was set up differently. I hadn't, like, that hadn't clicked. Um, hmm. And the thing. Did they, like, flip the screen for, like, whose turn it was? No, no, no. no. It was like your left, right, like you always did. Yeah. Just but up, they just turned spin. it 90 degrees. Huh. So they had like a player on the top and a player on the bottom, just like it's kind of set up for arena. Yeah. But like coverage is usually left and right. Right. Um. Why do you think they did that? Uh, I liked Jerry's suggestion of like he's called it an arena like setup. If you've been watching, if you started watching coverage in the arena era, uh, yeah. you were watching them stacked on top of each other. Yeah. So let's, let's not give you too many new things at once. Now he didn't say that, but like, let's not give yeah. him too many new things at once. Let's just say, okay, we're going to go from paper car from arena from digital to paper, but we're going to keep the orientation the same as it was for digital. Yeah. So what this led to a lot is you couldn't see like half the person's battlefield. Like there, there were cards like off screen all the time. Yeah. Like it made the, right. It made the, the vertical space too narrow. Yeah. Well, cause screens are wider than they are at all. So you have more real estate. Well, like, but if you think about like the, Oh, I see what you're saying. Like you could make it go further. You could see more of their play mat. You couldn't see yeah. as much horizontally, but you could right. see more vertically. And yeah, that's what you were losing stuff vertically. Yeah. Right? Like people's lands were hidden. You know, you used to be able to like kind of like see people's hands. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know they were holding cards like 90% of the time. Yeah. Like you just never saw any of that. There was, uh, people were like putting spells, like casting spells and putting it like behind their lands before it like resolved. Could so never, you'd never see know them. what they were casting. Never, if they yeah. didn't, if like the spotter didn't say it, like you just couldn't couldn't tell. Yeah. So that was odd, and I don't well, know if it was. I imagine it would also make it weird because, like, you can really only read one person's cards. Like, if the people are side by side like they used to be, mm-hmm. you can like look at the cards and say, "Oh yeah, that's this," and "Oh yeah, this is this." Like you can decipher the cards i would think better than you can if like some are right side up and then half of them are upside down yeah i hadn't i had had a problem with that but uh but again like if you're i'm more enfranchised yeah i've done a few drafts uh so like a few i've only done nine this time uh but um Right, like, so it wasn't as big a deal, but that is true. Like, it is harder if you are, like, just tuning in. Yeah. But, like, the return to paper cards was, like, super, was more interesting for me. Yeah. Like, significantly more interesting than any of the arena things had been. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where my wife was, like, 
I know you're watching the magic stuff, but can you do whatever? And I was like, yeah, I can, I can do thing. <clears throat> right. I'm like, no, it's fine. I, I can do something. But it was, yeah. it was like, I think I watched it all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. Yeah. Or like I went to the store and it was just on in my pocket. Yeah. Like, and that's not something that has happened in a long time. So aside from like, uh, visual differences, how were like how were the hosts how were the commentators it is the the normal it was the normal wizards crew so they had um Chion and marshall mm-hmm. so they had their a team yep and then they had um aloy and cory baumeister mm. so they had their b minus team yeah, like I can Patrick... only listen. Nothing against him, but I can only listen to so much of him before his voice gets on my nerves. It's not even. Maybe it is his voice. It's. I don't know. I know he's good at magic, but like how he talks about things or like his sense of humor when he tries to like crack jokes, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and like Patrick Sullivan is a person that exists. Um. And then they had um, Cedric doing, like, interviews. So okay. Cedric was in the... Oh, God. What was her name? What was her name? The redhead? Maria? No, not oh, Maria. Oh, um... Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't about. think of what her name is. Uh, I can't either. From, like, whatever, something in Sundry? Yeah. Uh, uh, so... Oh, gosh. What is her name? Anyway, uh, basically in her role, where like kind of like the post-match interview, pre-match mm-hmm. interview thing. Uh, I bet you he did a good job at that, though. No, he did a very good job. Yeah. Significantly better than... Whatever her name is. Whatever her name is. And like, what's bad is like I watch um, stuff on Dropout all the time, and she mm-hmm. shows up like all the time in like their trivia shows and stuff. Yeah. I can't think of her name. Anyway, um, it'll come to me at some point, and I'll just blurt it out. But uh, so, like, he did a good job of that. Then they had like Maria and other people. I just oh, and oh gosh, Madi Davuti, that his name. Oh, I don't know who that is. He started doing coverage not too too long ago. Okay. He also is like again like. What they decided to do with him, like, comedy-wise to, like, fill, uh, didn't work for me, but, like, whatever. Like, it doesn't all have to be for me. Yeah. I'd like it, but it doesn't all have to be for me. <laughs> um, so, like, it was kind of the normal, like, magic uh, setup. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't, um, so, like, Chion and uh, Marshall did a really good job. Corey and Aloy existed. Did a job. <laughs> Did a job. Cashed a check. Um, yeah. And then Cedric did a good job and like Maria is Maria. Yeah. Right. You know exactly what you're getting. 100%. And like Maddie DeVuti was fine. Whatever. Uh, so... 
like on like like on a technical side it was fine right like i think they should have like i don't know looked at how much real estate there was covered on the play mats and got some masking tape and been mm-hmm. like your cards need to be in this box yeah or as like uh arena deck was put it like you, they should have like done everything for the size of a playmat, right? And been like, we've got to get this playmat on screen. But I'm sure there's like that like balance of, we know how cards, how big cards have to be, mm-hmm. for people to see them, so yeah. we can't zoom out. Yeah. To get more real estate, because then people won't be able to see cards. Uh, but, uh. Yeah, it was, that was the only thing that was, like, awkward. The rest of it was, like, fine. They did a good job, like, showing hands and keeping that up to date. They also um, did a thing that they've not done before, which is there was way less downtime. So the matches were a combination of live and, like, like I guess, like, live to tape. Okay. So... You would like, like they would maybe cut to the booth or um, like do like a little like we'll be back in a minute thirty or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And you'd come back, and there would be dice on the um, on the decks, mm-hmm. and that die told you what hand size the person mulliganed to. So like they cut mm-hmm. out all the shuffling, and they would just jump right to. No. Like the no, first hand. That's all right. No, no, no problems. And yeah. then they would... I mean, sometimes it's interesting. Like, I guess you really don't ever get to get in anybody's head, but mm-hmm. if there's good people doing commentary, like sometimes that's an interesting conversation to have, though, to talk through mulligans. Like, but... it would be the first game, and then uh, usually the second they would stay with it and talk about yeah. sideboarding. And then they had a tendency to, like, they prioritized keeping magic on the screen. Okay. So, like, they would jump into matches that were like, okay, we're in game two. Right? And so they would, like, have their main match. They'd have a backup match. And they would kind of cut to it when it was, you know, when they had some time to fill. And I think those were a little, were, like, tape delayed, the second one. Okay. So they could be like, all right, you know, we have 25 minutes left. We can go into game two yeah. and we can get through this before we have to turn over the round or go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So other than the like occasional like minute 30 where like they just have like a little time, well, magic will be back in a minute 30 or whatever. It was like always news they desk interview up. or yeah or um like actual gameplay so there wasn't cool. like a lot of like downtime there was like you know i don't think there was any like 10 minute breaks yeah um mercifully they only had commercials like when you first started the stream oh well, that's good there i i didn't see any other commercials so it wasn't like you were watching and then like you know you got hit with some weird ad and i I asked, uh, I told um, Apple to not let uh, Twitch, like, track me. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, got a lot of makeup ads one of the few times I started. I was like, this is not my jam, but <laughs> I guess this is what I get. Like, yeah. it used to be like uh, computer parts and like video games. And now it's like oatmeal. Revlon. Yeah, oatmeal and Revlon. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, like, uh, fine, whatever. My old woman, I, I maybe. <laughs> Well, um, you got you got the the age right, but you didn't get the uh, you didn't get the sex right. The whole demographic ne- ne- next time, um, yeah. but uh, that was good. So that was very different. Uh, some of the you should you should watch the I think it was Reed's finals. Mm-hmm. So what was interesting is there were two people that this was their first pro tour. I think. In the top okay. eight. Oh, wow. And they were on the same team on totally different wow. decks. And so one of the decks, the one guy was playing bo- Boggles. Or Bogles. Bogles. Yeah, whatever. And he makes it to the final, and he and Reed are talking beforehand. He's like, like asking, like, Reed moved from upstate New York. He apparently yeah. now lives in Queens. Oh, okay. Which he I didn't told this that. guy that he lives in Queens. He's like, oh, why? He's like, oh, I'm just looking for a change, blah, blah, blah. And he, the guy was talking to him about, like, the game stores that he plays at. And he's like, dude, you should come to such and such play, uh, game store. They'd be so effing excited if you showed up. And not effing, full-on F-bomb. Yeah. And, like, Reed and – no, not Reed. Um, uh, Marshall and Paul were like, whoa, 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 we're live here. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so – uh, but like he was just chatting them up like before, cool. like, so you were getting a lot more like there was more like, especially in the top eight, you were getting like a banter and like more yeah. personality came through, which was nice. Yeah. Also, like someone, someone did something like little and dumb and a judge got called. Oh, I know what it was like. What is that card called? Toxic something. Where it's like three and a white, and you have to pick up a permanent, and you can make mm-hmm. a one-one might. So the yeah. guy picks up his permanent, and then like plays his land, plays his thing, picks up a land, plays his land, uh, and is like, and was like, he's like, dude, I screwed up. Like they called a judge, and he's like, okay, they like fix it or whatever. And uh, then he, then you just hear like, how many of these before something really bad happens? <laughs> right, like just like he just like, how many how many of these can I screw up again? Like, uh, so like that kind of stuff was funny. Like, Oh, like these people yeah. actually have to kind of like know the rules and like be able to like, like keep track of stuff kind yeah. of more like magic. So that was, that was cool. But like the, Instead pre- of having arena do it for you. Yeah. But the, like the pre-match, like talking and stuff was like a change. Yeah. Like, Oh, we didn't get this before. Yeah. For, oh, that's cool. For years and well, years. Well, I mean, you, you got a little bit more of it from Star City than you did from Wizards. Um, maybe not necessarily the banter, but like I think Star City did a better job of like letting people's personalities shine. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe, I mean that was all Cedric, but maybe maybe now that Cedric's on coverage, he's like maybe trying to like slowly prod them in that direction. Maybe. But yeah, they just like had the cameras and the mics live and just like caught all this talk before before some of the matches were like in between sideboarding. Like Reed was talking to I think his semifinals opponent. 
about no his his first round opponent who like smushed him the first two games like mm-hmm. Reed was down o two at the first round of the top eight and then Claude won three straight oh. to win it but was like I think his opponent like was talking to him about like the deck choices like, yeah I almost played this deck almost like sad that like he was gonna get smushed by the deck he was going to play. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Lotus Field. It might have been Lotus Field that he almost played Lotus Field, and then I uh, kind of uh, bailed on it at the last minute. So, um, but no, that was all fun. Like I don't know, it, this felt like something I wanted to watch. Yeah, you know, kind of a return to old, mm-hmm. old times. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, this is. This is like what I enjoyed more than just like two screens passing in the in the night. Yeah. Right? Like <clears throat> I want like someone should have asked, like, Reed was playing like half a foil deck. Like just random cards in the deck were foil. Yeah. I was like, were, were we that hard up for cards? <laughs> like apparently. Maybe. Apparently, because there was a team of like twelve on the deck or something. Yeah. Uh so, what else was interesting? They did deck techs, which were fine. Like, nothing too unbelievable. Um, was Cedric doing them? He... I think he did some of them. Uh, I don't remember. It was like a week ago. and Yeah. You know, my brain's smoother and smoother every day. <laughs> uh, it's going to be I just a, your a perfect marble. <clears throat> Um, so like by and large, other than like, I don't know, turn the screen a little bit, like figure that out or like figure out what you have to do to get all everyone's cards on there. I think, uh, other than that, it was, it was pretty solid. Well, good. It was a little time. I'm going to make myself, uh, appear unintelligent here. Shoot. But. Like I don't, I didn't pay attention to this at all. Okay. So, like, what was the format for the tournament? It, it was, was obviously it was Pioneer, but did they do like draft and Pioneer like they used to do, or yes, was it just it was Pioneer? Dra- it or? was it was one draft, and it was so it was Phyrexia all will be one draft, just like they mm-hmm. used to do three rounds on day one, three rounds on day two. Okay. And then uh, Pioneer, uh, like whatever five and five. Yeah. What they did change was they changed um uh what did they change? Uh so you only had to get the 12 wins. So if you once you hit 12 wins, you were done. If you went 12-0, you just got to go home hmm. and wait and they just gave you wins the rest of the way. So well, I mean, I guess that's I guess that's all right. I mean, you're basically in anyway, so. Yeah, I think that was basically it. Like, you're in, so, like, why Yeah. Uh, why bother to keep playing? So I think that yeah. just made made things better. Well, I, I mean, most of the time, all you, like, if you have people that are, you know, guaranteed in, they're just, like, trading wins anyway or yeah. intentionally drawing or whatever. Well, this is so. good. I'm trying to like look at the uh, like magic.gg and I can't find 
like they had like the the deck list from the pro tour before here we go like the top eight deck list but now i cannot find uh the they just have all of them uh like no just give me the top eight deck list people but no i guess i'm not gonna get that i can't find that page because why why would i <laughs> why would i have that why why would we keep that page where i could find it wizards right that um, would make too much sense yeah they had the top eight highlights uh and for some reason my uh my computer won't play anything but whatever uh but uh it was pioneer and i wanted to talk about uh the matchup stuff so frank karsten in our like new age of data Mm -hmm. sent uh like a tweet and apparently someone also did this on reddit like the day before him uh he uh oh cody who posted the same overall matchup win rates on reddit at the r slash pioneer mtg uh a subreddit so just uh give give credit where credit is due and thanks cody yeah thanks cody thanks frank um and so i thought it was interesting to look at what the metagame looked like Mm -hmm. um because for the most part the metagame on uh the explorer metagame there we go my mouth just hung open see smooth brain (laughs) uh the the explorer two weeks we're out of practice yeah the explorer metagame is pretty similar to the pioneer metagame yeah right uh some of the decks that you kind of feel would be um, <clears throat> good in Pioneer or are good in Explorer and vice versa. And you have most of the cards to do most everything. Um, so if you play Explorer, I think you are pretty safe to play, to say you're going to play Mono Green a disproportionate mm-hmm. amount of time. Rakdos, mm-hmm. a disproportionate amount of time. Uh, and then, like, blue-white control people just can't help themselves. <laughs> That's right? just what they do. It's just what they do. So, yeah. Orzov Control had a 55% win rate. Which feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, it was basically even with Rakdos. It got unsurprisingly smushed by Mono Green. Yep. Um, it crushed Gruel vehicles. Uh, was only three and five versus Lotus Field, but that also seems like a bad matchup. Mm. Uh, there weren't that many people. And then it had a positive record. It was three and one against humans and five and three versus creativity. So I guess I should mention the deck that won was Is It Creativity? So it used a big score, uh, design mistake, uh, to (laughs) um, get uh, treasures. And then it would try to Indomitable Creativity for two. And you would get a World Spine Worm, which is a 1515 trampler that when it dies you get a three five five tramples yep and it shuffles into your library 
and Xenagos, God of Revels. Okay, the one that doubles power. And gives haste. Yeah. So their game plan was like turn one removal spell, turn two removal spell, or make disappear. Turn three, counter spell, removal spell, or like play fable. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, turn four, um, uh, what's it called? Big score. Turn five, kill you. Yep. Attack for 30. Um, but it can also just play like this controlling game. So, right, you can see where like blue-white control can do good well against. I literally, there's literally one spell I can't let resolve. Right. And none of this other stuff matters. I will cast farewell and none of this matters. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. But is it creativity is what Reed Duke played. And like, I think all of team channel fireball was on it. Okay. Um, so mono green being super highly, um, represented on arena and was the second most played deck at the PT. You would think, Oh, this deck is good. Uh, for the second major tournament in a row that I can think of, the last one being the uh, Dream Hack in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Mono Green got like hard dumpstered. Yeah, Mono Green had a forty six percent win rate. Uh, it had a fifty five percent win rate against uh, Rakdos, which it should really annihilate that deck. Yeah, should be way better than that. Was even against Gruel Vehicles. Which all of its creatures are as big or bigger than the girl <laughs> creature, so I don't know why. Uh, unsurprisingly, can't beat Lotus Field. Um, was effectively even five and seven against Mono White. Mm-hmm. I guess like Thalia is a problem, but like I don't know. You just play four fours and five sixes on turn three, right? They can't deal with that. I guess Brutal Cathar is a hell of a drug, but still. Yeah. Uh, and then was, again, five and seven, small sample size, roughly even against Is It Creativity? Right? Like, that's just, can I kill you before you do your thing? Yeah. I have no way to interact with the thing you're going to do. <laughs> I hope it does not kill me. And then... Unsurprisingly, was eight and four against Azorius Control. Again, a blue white deck can't beat someone who gets thirty mana on turn four. Right, just impossible. Um, and then Rakdos mid range also got hard dumpstered. Yeah, it was forty six point four percent. Now, Mono Green Devotion was eighty three and ninety five. Rectus mid range was 104 and 120. So, like, these numbers, their overall win rates are getting to be the point of a large enough sample size yeah. for this to, like, matter. Uh, and then again, uh, Rectus couldn't beat Mono Green, got annihilated by Gruel Vehicles 6 and 14. Wow. Right? Like, just, I guess, I don't even know why. I guess another removal lines up super well. 
right? Like, it just doesn't, none of it, like, works. Yeah. Right? Like, and then they, like, stick a boat, and you're just like... Also, like, <laughs> I will say that, like, um, what is it called? Uh, the, the Acroan War? Mm-hmm. The, a fact that, for the most part, the Acroan War is just control magic. Yeah. Because usually they take something and then kill you before you get it back. Right. And I guess also it's a control magic that makes it so you can't block the next turn. So your mm-hmm. thing definitely hits you. In red. In red. Uh, like, I have definitely stuck a creature and then just had my, stuck an Omnath and just had my opponent take it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, son of a God. <laughs> uh, so I, I could see where like, you play your shieldred and then it's just stolen. It's just like, oh, well, I guess I lose. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Even against Lotus Field, which I guess, like, you take out all your removal and you put in all your duresses and hope. Yeah. Um, beats Mono so, White uh, Humans. Imagine that. The deck that is all <laughs> removal beats the creature deck. Yeah. I'm and just uh, gl- glancing down through, um, for whatever reason... Like the data in Frank Karsten's table is a little bit. I know there's more data there, but it's a little bit harder to read than this uh, Reddit post. Okay. So I'm just looking at this Reddit post. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're ready, there's some decks in here that I I would like to talk about. Do you did you find the page with deck lists? I I found them by by player name. Oh. No, but I could like uh, I don't think there were that many unique decks. Okay. So I might be able to find that. Let me go back to uh, good old well, Magic GG. If there was more you wanted to talk about with uh, matchup wins, we, we can what keep I, going What I was there, trying but... to point out, going through that, not the... Yeah. And then like the last one for Rakdos. So Rakdos was good against Is It Creativity. The Thoughtseize yeah. deck is good against right. the deck that needs literally to draw one of its four ofs. Right. And then was like even against Azorius control, which whatever. <clears throat> but, right, like, the decks that you're seeing the most on the ladder mm-hmm. might actually not poorly. be good decks. Right. Right? And, like, now it might be that because the metagame is different on the ladder, like, mm-hmm. you can't play a mid-range deck in the mono green. Right. Right? You just get totally destroyed. Right, so like, if the latter is mono green Azorius and Rakdos, like mono green, of course gets overrepresented. So like these other decks aren't around to like deal with them. So, but like it's just a, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And now, so you're watching the PT, and then you, you hop on Arena while you're watching the PT or whatever, and like you do, like you do. And what what do you see? People just needed permission to play fires. Uh, so one person uh, made top eight with uh, enigmatic fires. And where is it on this list? It was like awful, I do believe. Here it is. Enigmatic fires, fifty two percent. Yeah. Was only seven. Was only uh twelve and eleven. Right. So out of the two people played it, that's what it seems like. Yeah, probably. Um, one person top aided. One person, it seems as though, went home very early. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that's how it would have to be. Yeah. Um. So I think the person who won uh, was someone was 6-0 and versus Rakdos midrange. Again, a deck that Rakdos can never beat. Right. Like, thought sees scoop. Like, just can't know. But then, couldn't beat Mono Green. Literally didn't meet Mono Green or Groove Vehicles or Lotus Field. Now, granted, that was three, two, and one matchups. Yeah. Won one against Mono White Humans, was even against Creativity, one of those being a loss in the top eight. And then, didn't beat Azorius Control. Literally, they farmed Rakdos and had a losing record against pretty much every other deck. Yeah. Which is just wild. Um, <clears throat> but, like, there are other decks that can be played. It's just finding those decks. Did you see what the, the best deck was? Well, I'm looking at a couple here that I think are are interesting to talk about, and that's okay. why I was wondering if you had the deck lists up. I will... Um, yes, the the best win, win rate that I see was Grease Fang. Greasy boy! Yep, 66.67%. So, the team that um, played Grease Fang, um, they uh, cut... A, like, they were playing No Citrus Supplier... They were playing uh, Vessel of Nascent Vessel of yeah, was a Vessel of Nascency, the green one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I know people played that in um, like Shadows Standard for Delirium because they were also playing Traverse the Uvenwald. Oh, okay. Well, that's because, a good way to turn on Traverse because they, since they weren't playing as many creatures. They didn't have as many good ways to... You couldn't Eldritch Evolution for oh, your okay. Grease Fang. So they were using that. And they were like, it's basically... So the Vessel of Nascency was just bad... Uh, what is the card? Grizzly Salvage. Yeah. And they were fine with it being bad Grizzly Salvage. Oh, Paulo... Paulo played. I don't know how Paulo did, but Paulo apparently played and was uh, was on Lotus Field. All right. I'm just I'm just scrolling through. Derek Davis is the guy who top aided with uh, fires. Mm-hmm. So like now you just see that on the ladder all over the place. Um, well, so there's there's a couple other decks that were in in the okay. 60s percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Um. There was Grease Fang, Omnath yep. Delight, mm-hmm. um, Azorius Lotus Field, and Storm Herald combo. No, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh man, were we like ahead of the t- were we ahead of the times? We might have been. Now I've got to figure I out. I don't know what the deck picked up. Um. It looks like it was only one or two people on it. Well, were, there uh... is a... Um... Okay, Grease Fang. No one in the beginning. Oh, no. Okay, no Grease Fangs. And then Storm Herald. Uh... Okay, no. Okay, no Storm Heralds on this one. We'll find it, though. Um, yeah. 
So there is a combo version of um, Storm Herald. Storm Herald, where there is some enchantment that you can tap and uh, deal damage. Okay, Abzan Greasefang. I think this is the. Yes, this is this is the list. So I have that list for you. If you'd like to talk about that one before we talk about Storm Herald. Sure. All right, so this is Dave Inglis's list. Um, so I think he might have been the one who did the deck tech on it. There is a deck tech that was on coverage. So okay. four Rafine's Informants, four Greasy Boys, two Scrapwork Mutt. Hmm. Which he was like, it's just bad Rafine's Informant. Yeah, basically. Um, one Can't Stay Away. Four Thought Seas, four Wither Bloom Command, three Traverse the Ovenwald, two Big Boats. Ah. Thank you. Four Azekas Chariots, four Parhelions, and three Vessels of Nascency. Four okay. Grizzly Salvages, uh, various lands that do land things, and then a sideboard of like four Lilies, which is like a hard commitment to Lily. Right. One Knight of Autumn, two Raven Feeblement, a Fatal Push, an Unlicensed Hurt, or two Fable Pushes, two Unlicensed Hurts, two Duress, and two Damping Spheres. Um, Seems so, pretty straightforward. Other but, than what we had already talked about. So, I guess going up to 10 vehicles makes it so you're more likely to have one of them in your hand, mm-hmm. which makes. Scrapwork Mutt and Rafine's Informant way better. Yeah. Than better just than ran- just milling. Than just randomly milling. Yeah. Right, because they only they have Wither Broom, Bloom Command as random mill, Grizzly Salvage as random mill slash like it's dig through time for uh, Grease Fang. Yeah. And then Vessel of Nascency is kind of uh, dig through time for Grease Fang as well. Like, you know, I guess it's... Uh, Memory Deluge yeah. for Grease Fang. Were, um, were any of them playing Lily of the Last Hope? Because that Not... seems like... I know that was a card that like the Delirium decks wanted because it helped feed Delirium and kept you alive, whatever. But Lily can also buy back Grease Fang if you mill it. Um, I don't know why... the uh, So I found two on this page... And they're from the same team, and they have the um the exact oh this one's different oh this is Esper Grease Fang, Esper Greasy Boy, um the two uh abs analysts I see are the exact same. Okay. Uh, and then let's see here. See, there's a Storm Herald list on this one. Oh, I, I gotta get past all the Storm the Festivals. And Storm Carved Coast. There's gonna be a better. Okay. So there are no Storm Heralds on this on this list. Um I found it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep. It's uh so the list is four Storm Herald, four Wayfinder, four Ledger Shredder, four Merfolk Secret Keeper. Okay, they're okay. They went the blue route. Okay. Yeah. 
and then four fable four burning anger that's the, that's the tap this creature uh, you deal yeah. damage and then you have colossification yeah and burning anger is not on arena arena so okay so you can't burning anger people like yeah it makes it better right cuz the version we were playing right you needed to have like three or four things in your graveyard yeah right this like you need a and b in your graveyard right as opposed to a like two a's a b and a c right so that just makes it a little bit easier but well, maybe we got a petition for burning anger on arena now i am a simple academic but I would think mm -hmm. that you would get the list, the deck list for mm -hmm. your event. You would turn to some data entry nerd who you made put these in, right? Yep. Or after they were already in and go, what are the cards that are not on Arena that are on this list yeah we should as soon as the pt is over release <laughs> a happen. like a you know explorer anthologies pt pro tour edition pro tour edition that lets people like have world spine worm and zedagos so yeah. they can play the deck they just watch win the pro tour well, wasn't there, didn't they do an event for one of the like arena championships or wherever where they had like the deck lists and you mm -hmm. could and like, like play them against each other or whatever yeah. and you got like cosmetics or whatever? Mm -hmm. But like you would think that like, hey, people are going to want to play, you know, fill in the blank, they're going to want to play creativity because I yeah. built their version of creativity. But the win con on Arena is um, Locust God and uh, Sage of something. It's a 2-5 that when a non-human a non enters the battlefield, you get to loot. Oh, so it's just... It's infinite 1-1. One, one. It's your entire deck's worth of 1-1 one, one hasty insects. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, of course, then you got to play random two five for four or whatever. But well, you play random Xenagos. That's true. And, and we're in your blue green, literally in your blue red deck with literally zero green sources. You're playing World Spine Worm. <laughs> yeah. Um. The problem, uh, the problem twofold. Uh. One. You have to have a whole bunch of cards in your sideboard dedicated to Shieldred. Because you die to Shieldred before That's you, true. You can you can get make enough insects. Yeah. Um and um you also a hidden upside of World Spine Worm is it has the you can't reanimate me text. Right. So you can pit if you draw it, 
you can pitch it to your big score and it goes back in your deck. Yeah. As opposed to being in your graveyard and like uh, untouchable at that point. Right. But uh, yeah, like I really like that would have been a really good thing. Like what are the, like it doesn't have to be all the cards, but mm-hmm. what are the cards that like well, enable decks? I mean, realistically though, how many, it, it, and we don't have to like look or whatever, but how many cards do you realistically think are in this entire list that aren't on arena? 40, if that. Less. I was going to say 10 to 20. Yeah. Right. And... Or at least for, for things that did well, right? World Spide Worm, Xenagos, Hidden Strings. Yeah. For Lotus Field. Um, well, so what I was going to say is that, like, you have to submit deck lists for this event. Yeah. So, and with the new system, like, it's all digital tied to your wizard's ID or whatever. So, you already have all of this information prior to the event starting in deck list form in your client. Like, I can't imagine it's that much work to plug these deck lists into arena you know what i mean or maybe run maybe run an event alongside the pro tour where round round one we're uh you know we're watching read play whatever and uh for the next hour here's here's a deck list you can jump into this event and play reed's deck or his opponent's deck Mm -hmm. or just like for the weekend you know or like this weekend, there yeah. should be, or I guess it would have been last weekend. Last weekend, there should have been here are the top eight decks from the Pro Tour or the top mm-hmm. performing decks, or we picked all the decks in the top eight plus a couple decks, other decks to round it out. Uh, like you're thinking just like get people excited to get on and play. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about how to separate them from their money, <laughs> which is <laughs> oh, now I mean, you. you... You could do it as like a weekend long event where you buy into the event and mm-hmm. like I said, you know, you, you get an hour or two to play whatever deck was just covered. Yeah. Like it, they could do it. There's no reason they couldn't do it real time. It would make people excited to watch the event. It drive people onto the client. I don't know. It seems like a pretty good idea. No, it's great. So I don't know. I don't know why it, someone was asleep at the switch for that. Yeah. What's this uh, Azorius Power Stones? I have no idea. Yorion An- starts with Yorion, so. Another deck that did well. So you talk about that one. It looks like it's just Azorius Control. So it's, I've uh... played against um, some version of this, I okay. think. Maybe. Where they like play like Stern Lesson. And then you use like your the power stone from to like discard like an instant, and yeah. then you use the power stone to cast your gear hulk. Yeah, there's no stern lessons no? or gear hulks in this list. So what is going this on? Is, with this is uh, a four Karn Scion Aversa, so okay. OG Dominaria Karn. Okay. Fourth Raven Inspector, four Portable Hole, Moon Snare Prototype, Reckoner Bankbuster, Prophetic Prism, Might Stone, Weak Stone, Glass Casket. Static Net from Brothers War, okay. uh, Supreme Verdict, Disruption Protocol, Metallic Rebuke, Juari Disruption. 
is the whole deck list. There's not a lot of power stony stuff going on there. Uh, plays four might stone and weak stone. Okay. I mean that is like finish removal spell that is also split card draw two cards. Yeah. Well, it's good to bounce with Yorian too. Oh yeah, yeah. Kill something and then blink it and then draw two cards later. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess if everything's an artifact, your Karn's pretty good. You just mm -hmm. make Karn Strucks. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a weird... It didn't do very well. Yeah. I just thought it was... So the deck replayed in the finals. And mm -hmm. if you guys weren't listening, they brought this up on the on the show. Uh, was he played against Bogles. Green, white, Bogles. If you're a long and franchise Magic player, you know that Reed made the finals of the World Championship against... Oh, gosh. The Israeli Magic player... Uh, oh, um, it's like right off the tip of my tongue. I've done really bad with names tonight. Yeah. Um, but a long couple weeks. Yeah. Gosh, what is his name? Anyway, uh, with, um, and he was on Jeskai control and Reed went up 2-0 and looked like it was going to be easy mode and then lost 3-2. So the roles are reversed. Reed was on the blue-red based, like, controlish combo deck. Mm -hmm. And his opponent was on Boggles. Boggles. So, um, Light Paws, Emperor's Voice. Card is dumb. Uh, two generous visitors, because desper desperation for better one drops. Mm -hmm. Three Sram. Four Glade Cover Scout. Yep. Four Skrelve. All right. Um, and in the finals, he just kept mulliganing to Glade Cover Scout. Like, mulligan yep. to, like, four to try to get a Glade Cover Scout to beat Reed to the big boom boom. Um, hmm. So, it plays four Audacity, two Griff Spoons, um, three Aldic Glitters, three Sentinel's Eyes, one Warbriar Blessing, the fight one. Yeah. Um, four Ethereal Armor. One Rune of Sustenance. That's the one that uh, gives your thing lifelink and draws you a card. Okay. One Alpha Authority. Your creature gets hexproof and can't be blocked by more than one creature. Mm -hmm. Three Cardouche of Solidarity. Now I skipped a couple. Um, Hammer Hand. It's okay. red. It's red. All these other cards are not. And Kaya's ghost form. It's black. Yeah, but you you get them with light paws, right? Yes. The deck also. No matter what you cast, you just get it with light paws. The deck also plays three mana confluences. Oh, okay. Cross your fingers. I mean, it gives you more like it. They're maxed on four Temple Garden. Four pathway, four yeah. Rager Verge thicket. So like the mana confluences just give you more turn one green sources. Yeah. And if in desperation mode lets you cast your hammer hand. <laughs> uh I mean that's kinda cute though, hammer hand and light paws. Oh yeah, and like with Kaya's ghost form, like cause you could like light pause, play an audacity immediately yeah. get the ghost form yep. and if they kill your light pause it comes right back 
and you draw mm-hmm. a card off the audacity. Yeah. So like that's just chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Right, but like, you know, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of it. I have had bo- bogles built in the past, but like, Glade Cover Scout, there's like hardly any programming with that. Like, yeah, <laughs> green one one is on the client. Just slap hexproof on it. That's an ability on the client. We yeah. are done here. And so, just that and Hammerhand are the only cards not on. Uh, Alpha Authority. Oh, okay. Which you can probably get away with not having. Yeah. Yeah, but everything else is on the client. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care about the sideboard, but, uh, yeah. But I mean, that's all. Much... Yes. That's every... all on the client. Yeah, it's just Hammer Hand and, uh, a Glade Cover Scout, like a hundred percent, like yeah. just put Glade Cover Scout on the client. And like the I said, exists. yeah, and like if you don't have Alpha Authority and Hammer Hand, you can do something else, right? Hammer Hand just becomes another Griff's Boon. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, given it haste is that uh, seems relevant. Oh, okay, it does get haste. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I was thinking of the can't block thing. But, like, that's not a huge difference, right? Like, we all kind of make some yeah, some concessions on Arena. Mm-hmm. But, like, having this deck would be really good. You know, it's not the most fun play pattern, but, like, if it's, like, if it does oh, something to push Oh, you have Escape Velocity. Up. Escape Velocity is most of Hammerhand. Yeah. The, um... The Orzhov Oras deck is playing that. Mm-hmm. And like Hammerhand might have been the right choice. Because yeah. Escape Velocity is like can't is just haste, right? Uh plus one plus oh in haste. Okay. So like I can see where Hammerhand is better. Mm-hmm. Just for the can't block, but yeah, like why I don't know, I escape just escape like... velocity you can escape though. True, true. I, I agree. Um, but like I don't know, something's gone kind of wrong in your auras deck if you have a bunch of cards in your graveyard because they're just <laughs> supposed true. to go on a thing, and right. then your opponent's supposed to die, like yeah. in that order. What what is it? Uh, gotta put some pants on and go to school. <laughs> That's right. If, if your pants are in the dumpster. You've not made it to school. <laughs> Put him on the bus. Put him on the bus. Get him to school. That's right. Uh, Omnath to light. Like, why doesn't bring the light on? Like, Sylvan Carriott and bring the light. Get on the client. Let's go. Sylvan Carriott is not. Nope. Feels uh, like that should should have been already. So funny seeing slaughter games. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that is still a Magic the Gathering card. And like, Chain to the Rocks. Let's chain people to some rocks. We have like, Chain to the Basic now. Mm-hmm. Let's Chain to the Rocks. Uh, yeah, so they... I didn't see how like, Luis, Luis did. What did he play? He played Is It Creativity. That whole team did. Oh, okay. Oh, I think you said that. Yeah. 
I don't think anyone on the team didn't. Uh, and then people played Angels, which was a choice. Like, this is similar to the version of Angels I was playing. Oh, they're playing way more mm-hmm. lands than I did. I cut lands for elves. Yeah. They were more disciplined. They played. I played seven elves and cut, like, down to 21 lands. They played four elves. A 2-2 elf split, because, you know, Phyrexian <laughs> Revoker <Reasons>. for your elf? <laughs> yeah. Um, And 24 lands. I don't know how that, how did that deck do? Because that is, okay, 50, 54%. 54%. Like, there was only 46 matches. It was just barely, it was like 25 and 21. But again, was 5-0 and against uh, Rakdos, 4-4 mm-hmm. and against Monogreen, and then like 0-3 and against Girl Vehicles. So like, the decks you would think it would do bad against, it did bad against. So there is one more deck that maybe we should talk about. Okay. Uh, Mono White Humans. Yeah, that was well, played a lot. It yeah, fifteen people played it, and it only had a thirty-six percent win rate. Oh yeah, it got annihilated. Yeah, so, so that was the one, two, three, four. It was the fifth most played deck, and it was like the and got dumpstered. Was the eighth worst deck. Yeah. Now, granted, there were one, two, three, four people that were like, I'm going to play my rogue deck and I'm going to go one four. Yeah. So if you get rid of those people, they have decks that more than one person played. Um, it was the fourth worst deck. Um, was bad against Rakdos, 8 and 11, which again, mm-hmm. the deck full of creatures against the deck full that is just a pile of two-for-one removal spells. Yeah, I wonder why that would go poorly. Gonna um, have a bad time. Gonna have a real bad time. It was slightly ahead of Mono Green, but I almost feel like that's like almost luck, right? Like mm-hmm. like you have like they play their 4-4 four, four and you have to have your... Uh, uh, Brutal Cathar, or you just aren't attacking for three turns. Right. Or your Skyclave or whatever. Three and nine against Gruel Vehicles can never beat a boat. No. Get honked on. Honk, honk. <laughs> over and over and over again. Lotus Field combo. Like, I think they have Thalia and, oh gosh, the 2 3 Flyer. Well, they have Spellbinder, right? Maybe. No, oh, no, they're not playing Spellbinder. Yeah, I didn't think so. Hmm. Um. Whatever the Archon. Yeah, Archon of Amiria is that is that the guy? Um. Well, this list isn't playing that, but maybe a different one is. Yeah, I thought they were. Uh, or at least they could. But like, yeah, yeah the hard combo deck against like the white weenie kind of destructive aggro deck like it can it can go well or it can go poorly uh they were one and three against is it creativity again it's yeah. rakdos but with a combo finish 
Mm-hmm. So makes sense. And they're one and three against Azorius Control, the supreme verdict deck against a bunch of little <laughs> nerds. What could possibly yeah. go wrong? Um, I like it is right. It is just an aggro deck of like I don't know if your opponent gets to like turn four or five and things aren't looking too terrible, they win the game because you just right. can't. Or if you um. Or if they like, if they like play a if they play a four four and you don't have a brutal Cathar, like GGs, like you can't win. Yeah. It's like I resolve an Omnath, play a fetch land, play a uh, 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 whatever it is. Gosh, I can't remember anything now. <laughs> fabled Passage, play a Fabled Passage, and then uh, uh, gain four on your turn. Fetch gain four can never lose yeah like okay neat um so yeah i could i can see that but like yeah like being the fifth most played deck because it was 34 and 60 yeah and like it's one really it's only positive matchup was mono green and i don't know like that like wasn't being that positive yeah being seven and five is you drew a brutal Cathar when you needed to versus right. like if there was a planes on top, you died. Mm-hmm. So, or vice versa, like, Oh, if they draw a Nykthos, you lose, but they drew a, a, a forest. So you won. Yeah. Right. Like that's not a, a big enough sample size, but like almost a hundred matches is big enough to be like that was, this was a bad choice. Well, I mean, obviously Becca, it was a bad choice. Becca 15. Scott. <laughs> there you yes becca scott there i was go. just gonna ask you we're getting ready to wrap the show up and you made a comment about your memory i was just gonna ask you if you had remembered her name yet becca, becca scott <laughs> good uh, job brian now i just have to remember the guy who won the world championship three times uh <laughs> from israel uh shenhar shahar yeah shahar shenhar there we go yeah mm. I'm back, baby. <laughs> so, Just in time to wrap it up. <laughs> going through this matchup stuff, I think it's important because you get to see you get to see some decks that you might not be thinking about. I know they're not all on Arena. Yeah. There is something that... So, like, I think the Abzan Grease Fang, it's built totally different mm-hmm. than what you've seen on Arena. And I don't... Right. And I know that, like, uh, I think Vessel's on there, but not Traverse. Um, well, I mean, Shadows Remastered should be soon, so. Yeah. Which, please, like, let's get me out of uh, one. Yeah. Because, like, I can draft one deck, <laughs> and I win a lot with it, but uh, I literally... Anything could've... else? Not so much? Oh, I did want to, like, pump you up, because... Um, uh, uh, Gosh, what is it? Uh, limited resources declared. Red, green, oil, the best archetype by far. Uh-oh, did you freeze? Uh, I lost your audio for a second. Oh. Sorry. As uh, a re- um, Limited resources declared. Red, green, oil, the best uh, archetype oh, did by they? far. Mm-hmm. Excellent. They said that's all they want. That's all they want to be is like red, green. See? Is like the best thing or... Marshall's like, I've taken more crawling choruses than any other card. And I'm like, yep, that's all I draft. 
Crowning Chorus because it's a 2 1. That Once dies in a while, a I feel real smart. Yeah. Um, and they were like, blue green's bad and whatever. But yeah. keep in mind that um, these decks were good in a 200 person tournament mm-hmm. where people spent two weeks trying to figure out what the metagame was going to be. And then how to break it. And then, how, yeah, how to, how to approach it. And, right, so if you can put together the version of Abzan Vehicles that is, like, that was, like, the PT one, you're going to probably do pretty well on the latter, Mm -hmm. playing against, like, Rakdos and Mono Green Devotion. Um, Like, they don't have its, you know, uh, what is it called? Enigmatic Incarnation. Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, thing, a uh, matchup, which is another well, I mean, that's popular. There, like, that was two only played it. Yeah, uh, three people played three it. Three people played it. Yeah, yeah. So, but my point being, like, yes, these decks did well in this particular format, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the best deck in Pioneer is Abzan Greasefang. Yeah, well, I think there's probably a couple important points we can pull out of all this and maybe like um put a point on the episode but like we haven't done an episode like this in a really long time Mm. and we have a whole bunch of different listeners now than we had the last time we did one of these sorts of episodes um so yeah i'm glad that you made the point about um the field being not super inbred like worlds but um pt fields are typically more inbred than like you know, a large event would be normally. Um, so that is important to take note of. Um, but also, like, when was the last time we broke down, you know, win rates against different decks? Like, oh. th- this is, th- this pre, doesn't happen pre anymore. the end times? Yeah, so, like, to have access to this kind of information is probably approaching the game differently than I think a lot of our listeners have approached the game before. Well, I would say that, this data has been out there for various like arena tournaments. Remember when they did like the MTG melee things on Star City all the time back like at the pandemic, and that's yeah, where that's these true. like boxes, like the like the little box uh, graphics showed up. But I've looked at them, but like this is the like like I mentioned earlier, this is the first time I was like excited about a tournament, yeah, and like. Pioneer to me has become like kind of modern without the garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, I and think that was kind of the point, wasn't it? I, I guess I don't think they were like, huh, we need to make a format so that people don't have to play against these poorly designed modern horizons <laughs> cards. Hey man, they work years in advance. They, yeah. Maybe, maybe they were like, Wow, we're gonna break this format in half. Yeah, so we're gonna let's... blow up modern. We better give them something different to play. Yeah, so they don't all riot. Um, but like, we could have talked about these before, but there was a point, kind of like, who who cares? Yeah. But like, just looking at it in terms of like, as you know, one, I care about Pioneer, and mm-hmm. two, um, like, you know, this is somewhat actionable, yeah. right? Like, you could make most of uh 
Orzov Oras, mm-hmm. right? Which was the second best, like the second and third best performing decks, though small sample size at a rate of 18 and 10 was some like light pause pile. Yeah, you can you can make this whole deck, I think. Right, so like... I don't think there's anything in here that's not on Arena. Must find... Griff's Boon, maybe? Is that on... Griff's Boon is on Arena, right? I think so. Mike. Yeah. This whole deck is on Arena. Yeah, so like you can... Right, like this is actionable. Like if you like that kind of play play pattern, Mm -hmm. like it is a deck you can play on Arena tonight that you may have missed because you uh didn't look at it or didn't yep. like look at the list hmm. oh it's here abzan abzan selesnia so there's abzan auras which is oh that was interesting so selesnia sure Illuminator Virtuoso as their two drop and Absan hmm. Auras. Uh, good job, Arena. Good job, <laughs> Wizards. So there's Zealot's Conviction. Okay, I don't uh, know that one. They only have the art card. They don't have the actual card. It shortcuts to the art card. Uh, okay. Target uh, one mana flash target creature gets plus one plus one. If you have if they're corrupted, it gets plus one plus o and oh uh, yeah 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 first yeah. strike. Which yep. why? They're from uh, one. Yeah, but yeah. but but why? Like yeah, do you not? It's just one mana plus one plus one in white. Like Griff's Moon's better. It's weird. Yeah, I'm not sure. That is weird. Unless you need to, like, flash get your Kaya's ghost form. Oh. That is a good point. I guess you could do that. You could flash get your Kaya's ghost form. Yeah. Good job. Good job, uh, podcast partner. That is a good idea. Hey, no problem. Once in a while. Bayet Auras for staggering insight. So all these decks are the same. Yeah. Except for like they Whatever all have you're like flashing for for your light pause shenanigans. Yeah, but like this one has staggering insight and two illuminated virtuosos in Paradise Druid has more creatures. Yeah. But like, you know, a Paradise Druid with a uh, Sentinel's eyes on it is hexproof. It is. Forever. Yep. Oh, these this person didn't have uh what what's his name? Uh, the guy, Shram. Oh, okay. Weird. Um, that is weird. But like, you can like these are all decks that like I've not really seen on Arena. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and the Auras decks at least like check the boxes for like what Arena wants you to do, which is win games Absolutely. as quickly as possible. Yeah. And, right, like great like oh you you had a children's edict that was good it was a good time for me uh, i guess i'm gonna <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go now yeah uh, spongebob meme your way right out of there 
Um, but yeah, like it just gives. Oh my gosh! I just read one, two, so second, third, and fifth winning most highest win rate decks were all Auras decks. I mean, you could probably categorize them all together. What's yeah. that do for? Uh, um, so we're thirty six and twenty two. So we're still under Abzan Greasefang, but if you stick them all together, like your win rate is probably sixty. Eh, like probably sixty two percent. Yeah. Like that's pretty good. I mean, that still puts you. Yeah, that that probably makes it the second most winning deck as like a chunk. Yeah, and I think they're all like they're all flavors of the same thing. Yeah, I think so. Which now, like Ick, I'm gonna go put together Boggles <laughs> on on Arena. I mean, I kind of dig this Orzov version, the one that's completely playable. Okay, I've been looking for it. I have not found it. Uh. Uh, four Hateful Eidolon, four Light Paws, four Sram, four Skrillov, uh, four, oh, th- yeah, four Ethereal Armor, four Sentinel's Eyes, four All That Glitters, two Cartusha, Solidarity, a Griff's Boon, mm-hmm. Kaya's Go Form, Escape Velocity, uh, Runa Sustenance, Warbriar Blessing, Mogus's Favor, and um, Thought Seize. Um, so that is, remember when, oh gosh, the... Stuff. First Pioneer Pro Tour? Yeah, where um, the guy just like, the guy who always plays like wacky decks. Yeah. Um, It's close to that deck. I mean, he didn't have Light Paws. Not, well, it wasn't a card then. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. But like the, the Hateful, here it is, Hateful Eidolon, yeah, yeah, yeah. A fourth thought season in the main, like a, that's yeah. always good. It's my kind of guy, Ben. Yeah, yeah, like like escape camera hammer hands not being on there. Like escape the velocity does like mm-hmm. an awful lot of the same thing. Yep. Yeah, and like hateful Eidolon is like a uh, as a thing to uh, like it doesn't have hexproof. Like it'd be better as a what's he called blade, blade cover, cover scout. Yeah, but. The fact that if it does die, you just get to get all Refill. your auras back, yeah. yeah, or get like draw like a whole handful of stuff is pretty good. So I'll get they had this. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like auras off auras, and then it's like a green card and a red card, and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, interesting. But fiend slayer paladin. Oh my god. Pro black, pro red, like just hard the hard stomp on a yeah on Rakdos, like yeah. yeah it's basically you, a bogle. Yeah, you just play that, and you're just like, good luck. Yep. It already comes wearing first strike and life flank. <laughs> it already comes with edicts. two auras. Yeah, like, and it's only from your opponent, so you can still suit it up with your escape velocity. Oh, yeah, it can't be targeted for your... So it's not protection. It's like yeah, weird knockoff protection. Yeah. 
Yeah, someone went deep. Put your I like highest it. Most form and your uh, escape velocity on it. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. And why would they have Tomek? Yeah, I don't know. Well, can't play lands from graveyards. That doesn't stop. No. Uh. Oh, what's it called? Do they go to the? Do you reveal the cards for um, Cavalier? Um, I'm not sure. Or do you put them in your graveyard and then you pick one? I think you reveal them. The internet Maybe I'm not knows. Right. The internet knows. This is what people came for: is us learning the internet. Um. Reveal. Reveal. Okay. So yeah, so it doesn't even stop that. So I don't even know what. Yeah, I'm what not sure for. what it's for. I'm I'm sure they thought about it long, much longer and much harder than we are in this probably. instant. Uh, they're probably a lot more checked in than I have been lately. So. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh. It's for uh, Lotus Field, right? Oh, can't be the target. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I. For some reason, that first block of text, I just shortcut to, it's to stop Nissa lands, so they can't yeah. get counters, and it's not that they can't get counters, you just can't target them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's for Lotus Field. Yep. So, yeah, like this would be interesting to play. We might have to. Yeah. We don't have the we don't have the red black hammer, in the sideboard, but. Right. What are you gonna do? But everything else. Yeah, they only put dead weight like every other set now. <laughs> Maybe eventually we'll get the uh, the fiend slayer. Yeah, but like going through this, right? There are so many. Like it's just so few things that you need. They could have just put them on the yeah on on the client, and then people would have like wanted to play them, so they would have bought bought the cards. Gotten excited. Yeah. But we can't have that. Well, maybe Wizards is listening and you should listen to my idea. I think it was a good idea. Yeah. yeah we have good ideas, Wizards. Like, please send yeah, money to. Send, send a cash or check. <laughs> Just make the game better. At yeah. this point, I don't even care. Just make the game better. Hey, if you people are throwing away pallets of Modern Horizons 2 cards, throw them away in my driveway. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Just Just drop them off. <laughs> I will crack six pallets of, of packs if need be. Yep. I, I need I need some uh, pitch elementals. Take a week or two off of work to sort that. And then sell them, yeah. Yep. What did you do this summer? Well, have you my, see. I have my students in the lab doing research, and I'm just surrounded by cards in my office. <laughs> Why didn't the grant Let's get cut written? The paper cuts. Yeah. Why didn't your grant get written? Well, you see, I made... $50,000 on pitch elementals. It's great. <laughs> and Ragavans. And oh god, monkeys. Yes, so many monkeys. Yep. And Fetchlands. Those got super ridiculous cheap. No, they came back up some, didn't they? I don't think. Like, it was a... I wouldn't look them up and was like, oh man, I took a bath on these. Uh... I think Scalding Tarns might be 20. Oh, wow. Let me see. I might be wrong. 
Uh, scouting turns. The secret layer version is 28. The um, catacombs are 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, All scouting right. turns during the 20s. Like the Zendikar expeditions. Yeah. Uh, $35. Wow. Yeah, third, 39 for the, is marked. For, for the new ones, not the originals, right? Uh, these are the original. Uh, no, 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 Zendikar Rising Expeditions, yes. Okay. The original ones are still 300 Yeah. But, no, they're two, 260 Yeah. But still, significantly cheaper than they used to be. Modern yeah. Horizons extended art ones are $21. That's nuts. Yeah, it's like, wow. I it's like, well, yeah. So if you're going to buy cards, unless you're going to play them, if you want to have any value held, as I was talking about my sweet store credit, it might be a reserve list or bust. Yeah. Because that, uh, that is crazy. From where they were not too long ago. Hmm. So, yeah, they were $35 last March, and they've done nothing but go down. I can't see more than that. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, part of that, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Part of it might be the decline of modern. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I think Wizards pushed a whole lot of people into proxies. With uh, Magic 30, so... Yeah. People that would have normally been buying them either aren't playing Modern or are proxying them for Commander, so... Yeah. All right. So, with all of this, do we have a show? We have a show. Uh, if you are also pro-paper Magic coverage, uh, let us know. Uh, you can reach out to us on social media. All of those links are uh, in the description. Uh... And like, let us know what you want us to talk about next week, because I don't know, I don't know how much more magic products are going to get thrown away. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about that next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll save that for next week. Yeah, um, if you're looking to support the show instead of throwing your money in the landfill like Wizards does, you can throw it at us uh, in two ways. First of all, by using our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, anything you purchase after using that link will get a percentage of that help keeps the show going. If you want to support us directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes, they get access to our pre-show, and you get put on my mailing list. If you like what we do and you want to give back so I can give back, uh, hit us up on patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. You got anything else? Nope. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.